A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash pro-revenge video. Today, we've got a crazy story of getting revenge against a mom that tried to destroy their kid's life every step of the way. But first, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. That said, our story of the day is from How About That at Lipton. My mother destroyed my childhood, made me fail out of college, and laughed when I was homeless. I destroyed her entire freaking life. After almost 25 years of violent abuse by my mother, I finally got the kind of revenge I've always dreamed about as a kid going through the worst of it, but it didn't make me feel the way I expected. I'm sorry this post is so long, Reddit's the only place I ever really talk and write about my life in detail. I'm also sorry to all the people who suggested I take the high road, I didn't. You were alright, it didn't make me feel better. I know the deliberate steps I took to purposely ruin my mother's life makes me a bad person. I'm willing to accept that, and I'm going to continue trying to become the person I believe I can be. You can skip to the end if you don't want a rehash of my subpar life and would rather read an update. Lastly, if my sister ever reads this, I'm sorry I wasn't a better brother. Rehash For those who weren't aware of my life, I'll try to summarize it all, but it's not something that's easily put into a short paragraph or two. Growing up with my mother was worse than heck. If you've ever wondered what it would be like if your worst enemy went back in time to raise you, you'd understand my life. At some point around 9 or 10, I began to realize how alone I was and how exhausting my life would turn out to be. I kept hoping this time she'd finally just continue wailing on me hoping she'd just never stop and finish the job. Either that or I'd be so close to gone, she'd be forced to take me to the hospital, where they would question her and I'd somehow be saved. It seemed like nobody ever cared enough to look deeper. Dislocated my shoulder with a cast iron pipe, hurting me every night until I ate things I was slightly allergic to, and then hurting me more for throwing it up. Lit my Christmas presents I got, then having to be held back by her boyfriend at the time because she was holding a knife to my neck telling me for the millionth time that I was worth less than my father and nobody else would care if she did it. I could fill pages with all the things she did to me. I remember when she really started digging in and telling me I was worthless nearly every day. I was 13 and it was the first time I started contemplating ending things, though I was always too weak to follow through. My mother tried to get rid of me three or four times if you count a half-attempted poisoning. I say half-attempted because I vaguely remember the details, but it involved her forcing me to consume something that had bleach in it. It's kinda funny in a sick way because I didn't even remember that until now, and that's not as bad as all the things I've put a lot of effort into not remembering. I just have a crappy memory so I guess it helps. I don't think I've actually went longer than a few weeks without being beaten bloody over something trivial like not washing dishes fast enough or walking away too hard after just getting hurt by her. Years of physical and psychological attacks. Did I call the cops? Of course I did. 
Can you imagine how hard it was to watch my mother smile and lie to the cops, telling them I was exaggerating, then having to watch them get into their cars and drive away knowing I had to go back inside? In the beginning, I had hoped things would change. Towards my teen years, I started drinking and stopped caring. And now here I am after all of it, somehow still alive. My stepdad used to tell me years after his divorce with my mother that he only stayed with her because he was afraid she'd be successful in getting rid of me one day. He's lucky he never saw how much worse it got when he wasn't there to take the hits for me anymore. It would break his heart. He was also the one who told me about my mother's being assaulted while growing up in a different country, which helped me gain some perspective in my teens. Not that it made much difference by then. It didn't matter to me because each and every day she had a choice every time, and she'd choose to hurt me every time. Maybe I'm overstating things considering that she didn't actually end me even though she's come close many times. Maybe that means deep down she secretly cared about me or something? I don't know. I don't think about it. She did go out of her way to buy me new electronics often, but she'd end up using those as leverage against me and invading my privacy constantly, so it ultimately wasn't that much of anything. After everything and all the time she kicked me out from 13 to 17 years old, I was always on edge. She told me when I was 18 that I was staying with my aunt, that if I went to college, I'd always have a place to live. I don't know why I believed her. I'd went to go stay with my aunt temporarily for four to six months after my mother kicked me out of the house at 17, but my mother would always stop by and buy groceries for me or leave me cash. She was unnaturally kind to me while I was there. By this point, she wasn't hitting me anymore. Not that she could as I would have snapped and absolutely wrecked her stuff at that age, but I strongly dislike hurting people in any form so the point is moot and was more so prone to just verbal attacks. But since I was never really around her anymore, life seemed to get easier. My mother had learned more than enough ways to screw with me without touching me. It seemed like she hated me more than I hated myself at times. My aunt couldn't have me stay with her anymore as she really liked her privacy. I'd already been there for a while and I was an emotionally damaged and rebellious teenager. She didn't have time to help. So I went back to my mother's house for the last time and started attending community college full time. I didn't really have any desire or passion. I was just an empty husk going through the motions. But I was still trying my best to keep living even when I didn't feel the will in the hopes that one day I'd feel something different for once. My mother, of course, decided to go back to her old habits. Things like dumping all the trash with dirty diapers and old food or dirty dishes filled with water on my bed when I was out if I forgot to do them, and sometimes just because she was in a mood. Locking me out in the snow for hours because I didn't respond to a text or something even if I had class in a few hours. I wasn't even allowed to have keys. She would pretend not to hear me when I rang the doorbell or knocked for hours. She'd also tell my younger sister to ignore it. I'd eventually end up having to sleep on the steps outside or at a friend's house and get punished for doing it, even though I was 18, because it was her house and her rules. It was always non-stop. I had no real direction, and I honestly had no plans to exist past 25 years old. Despite literally all of that and then some, I was doing well in school, community college, with a 3.6-ish GPA. I finally left my mother's house for the last time a few days before finals week. 
I came home from drinking with friends and was met with my mother glaring at me when I rang the bell at 9pm, yelling when I'd move out as soon as I walked in. She followed me to my little closet of a bedroom where I tried to close the door behind me and she half ripped the door off the hinges. I just sat there on my bed and stared at her silently as she kept cursing and screaming questions at me. My mother then walks away and as I'm in the kitchen getting juice, I hear her on the phone calling the cops on me, claiming she was scared I'd kill her or my younger siblings. I just didn't have the energy to deal. This was three days before I failed all of my finals because I couldn't even make it. I was dealing with too much. So I went and grabbed whatever I had and left 15 minutes later. My mother and I only ever really communicated via email after, though it was very rarely and it was very business-like. I'd tell her what I needed and she'd either tell me to buzz off or give it to me. It was hard to maintain consistency in my life then. I was at rock bottom all the time. I didn't care about anything, I drank every day, and hung out with the worst kinds of people who brought out the worst in me. I bounced between cheap rooms and couches. It was early 2016 when I discovered photography and it completely changed the direction of my life. I didn't hang out with anyone or bother trying to maintain all the pointless relationships. I just dove headfirst into it. I was able to put the things I didn't understand about myself into perspective. For the first time in my life, I felt something. Not like a feeling per se, just like this sense of possibility. For the first time, I was seriously wondering just what I could be capable of. I had something to look forward to. I felt like if I pushed myself as hard as possible, I had to be good at something and I had to be a good person. And so I isolated myself from nearly everyone I knew and spent every single day learning or practicing or being frustrated that I wasn't getting results. Even though I was drinking heavily, I always held a job and kept doing photo shoots and kept practicing like mad. I eventually got my first apartment and was functional for a year. Did I have my crap together? Heck no, but I was figuring my crap out. Cue one of the worst days of my life. Me getting robbed while I was blackout drunk for two months rent and camera gear by a friend which led to me losing my apartment and job, followed by an email by my mother asking how I'd been. We ended up talking on the phone and it was civil for like three minutes before I mentioned how hard things have really been for me. She was bragging about some new expensive speaker system she bought and I like an idiot asked her for money, about a hundred dollars. I told her if I could give my landlord anything, he'd be reasonable and give me time to get more cash together and I'd be fine. That obviously didn't go well at all. It all escalates to her literally laughing and then telling me it was my own fault for being homeless. She also completely denied ever abusing me when I stated I was in the situation because of her. I hung up on her. My thoughts were all over the place and I felt this intense frustration more so than anger. Within a few moments, my head cleared and I decided something as I was sitting in my bedroom five or so minutes after the call. I decided that I was going to completely ruin my mother's freaking life no matter what. Revenge? And so I did. I called CPS on her and informed them of my history of abuse at her hands. I informed them about the dozens upon dozens of old photos I have of myself all bloody and bruised. I previously compiled as much evidence as possible in my teens, though never did anything with it until that point. 
that sparked a visit which led to an emergency removal of my three younger siblings when they caught my mother punishing my little sister coincidentally when they happened to do a visit. My mother was also arrested but released hours later. I reached out to the job she got years ago with the fake resume she made me write for her and made them aware of her falsehoods. Because of her field, it was promptly looked into and she was fired as well as blacklisted. She lost a nearly $80,000 plus salary. I then deleted every email and all of the email accounts I made for her because she never changed the passwords. Afterwards, I deleted the email accounts themselves. Within a few weeks, things were definitely going downhill for her. My youngest sister's dad was engaged to my mother and is now trying to file for sole custody of my little sister who's in CPS custody. I'm sure he wasn't happy finding out what his baby daughter had in store if my mother was given free reign. She missed her card appointments, and I know she hasn't been able to pay her mortgage since last year, as I've heard she had to ask one of her friends for money. Her life had become a creamy, messy, poop symphony, and I was the fecal splattered conductor. It was all going to crap. She went radio silent for months and had a warrant after missing another court date. This was all fall slash winter of 2018 that she was off the grid, so I went on with my life. Early 2019, I get a random call from her and find out she went to her home country months ago after everything went to crap. How was she allowed on a plane? I have no clue. So cue another geyser of BS spewing from my mother's mouth. She's telling me I need to tell Child Protective Services she's a good mom and that she's never abused them or me. It's unbelievable. So I cut her off and I shut her up. I was a little buzzed when she called and had always mentally prepared for this moment. I started slowly telling her in graphic detail about all the gross stuff I used to do to her food because screw it. I told her how I used to pee in the pitcher of the Lipton iced tea she used to force me to make for her and then not allow me to have. I told her how I'd secretly sabotage her utensils with my butt cheeks before serving her food. She was quiet at first, but then began cursing me out. Though it didn't bother me, I'm on a roll and I wasn't listening. Her words didn't matter to me anymore. She's blaming me for her life turning out so terribly, while fully unaware of how true that statement is in terms of the situation she was currently in. She shuts up long enough for me to get one more word in before hanging up and blocking her number. I thought that was the end of it. I expected my last post to be my final update, but as I've said before, my life is a crap symphony. The official update, my aunt and I recently reconnected about two months ago. Prior to last month, I haven't seen her in years. We met up and had a long conversation about life and everything, and then she admitted that she talks to my mother nearly every day. She had mentioned all the things that happened to my mother, but didn't know it was me who started this all. She actually felt really bad for my mother, but my aunt was always a really caring person, so I understand, I guess. I told her I was very uncomfortable with the thought of her talking about me to my mother and asked her not to. My aunt did it anyways. After meeting up with my aunt, I learned through her that my mother was finally coming back to America. She was arriving at the airport in one week. The problem was, my aunt told her that I was going with her so the three of us could all talk without telling me. 
I didn't know what the feeling of betrayal really felt like until my aunt told me that. To be honest, as wrong as it sounds, I'd rather my mother just think I died or something on our phone call. But my aunt kept insisting that I had to give my mother another chance. And I had to learn to be open-minded and that though she wasn't there all the times, my mom did horrible crap to me. She loved us both and wanted us to get along. Like I'm supposed to just get along with someone who's tried to end me? Like she's choked me awake for school. If you don't know what it's like to forcefully wake up not being able to breathe and seeing your own mom standing over you at 5am angrily and tightly gripping your throat, count yourself lucky. But as I said at the beginning of the post, I've already resolved myself to being a bad person, and so I lied to one of the only people who was kind to me, and I promised to my aunt I'd try to have a heart-to-heart with my mom and her, and talk out the nearly 20 years of abuse. Obviously, that was not happening. When we got off the phone, I called the detectives, who gave me their number months back in case I heard from my mother. I asked them a few leading questions about what would happen if so-and-so were discovered, and then I made my plan. I wasn't sure if my mother would make it past customs. How was she able to travel to a different country with a warrant? I didn't know, but if she did, I'd call the police in the bathroom and wait for them to arrive while I sat with my mother. Cue my mother making it past freaking customs because she's my mother. She's a horrible person, but she's good at what she does, which is being horrible. I digress. My mother calls my aunt when she's getting off the planes, and my aunt says she's going to meet her. I told my aunt I'd wait for them in the little Starbucks, and then we'd all drive somewhere else. My aunt agreed and went off. I called the detective and told them that my mother was standing a few feet away from me, and if they could meet me at our destination, we were going to. They told me that was unnecessary and that they'd have officers closer to me come and apprehend her at the airport instead. And so I waited and waited, and then I finally saw them arriving, both at the same time. The three to four officers who had convened in those few passing minutes and actively searching around the food court I sat close to. My mother and my aunt walking down the gate towards me. I felt this overwhelming weight in my chest just kind of settling down deeper and deeper into my gut the closer they got and the more the officers searched. What if they stopped looking when my mother arrived? What if my mother somehow got away with this crap again? Countless thoughts, but I bit them back. I've grown very talented at silencing whatever my inner turmoil of the day happened to be, but my mother and my aunt were animatedly talking as they made their way to where I was sitting. Before they had a chance to say anything, I quickly jumped up and said, I ordered some teas, let me go see if they're ready, which was the first thing I could think of as they were sitting, but it worked and I dashed off past the cash register to the Starbucks and to the outer part of the food court. Looking back, saying I had to go grab some tea probably wasn't the best thing to say, but I digress. I made it a few feet out the door and half-jogged over to the officers who were still looking around the food court area. From where they were, they wouldn't have seen us sitting. I walked over and asked them if they had gotten a call about a woman who had a warrant or something. I mentioned that the detectives said officers in or near the airport would arrest her. They said they did, and I told them it was my mother. I told them her first name and they verified her last name. I told them she was sitting right in the Starbucks waiting for jail and one of the cops chuckled, seemed a bit surprised and judgy that I was pointing them right to my mom. 
I told them I'd go make sure she didn't leave, and they followed behind by like 10 to 15 faces. I half-jogged back inside and up to the little table where they were sitting. My mother had that half-scowl she always wore whenever she looked up at me. When I popped up out of nowhere, and my aunt began asking me where the drinks were, before I cut her off and looked dead at my mother and her scowling face, which had quickly turned into confusion when I'd finished my sentence. Mom, I know we don't get along, but I wanted to let you know it's all my fault. Cue my mother starting to ask me with this kind of soft motherly voice, what do you mean it's your fault? Why do you think? But of course I cut her off because there's nothing she hates more than being cut off and I finally have the power in the situation. I say, look, witch, I want you to know exactly whose fault it is and whose pee you drank while you're sitting in jail wondering why the world did you so wrong. She sputtered something and slapped the freaking crap out of me. My aunt's jaw dropped. People are watching. The cops saw it happen as well, as only a few seconds had passed from when I walked in. Into handcuffs she goes. Now she's showing her true colors. Cursing and saying all kinds of things you couldn't imagine a mom saying to her kid, telling me she'd freaking kill me and so on, etc. I calmly walked behind them as long as I could until they took her to some room and held her until the detective arrived. I wasn't there that long, as the lack of thrill of it all kind of got to me and I went home to break a two-month sober streak. I was there long enough for my aunt to tell me she was disappointed in me and that she doesn't know if she can forgive me for doing something so spiteful and disgusting to her sister. To be fair, I did it completely out of spite, so she isn't wrong. I've already acknowledged I'm not a good person for what I did. Come to find out, my mother was using my aunt's passport to leave and come back to the country multiple times since she left. That's why they never caught her. Now my aunt has some explaining to do, but I wish she didn't have to get caught up in all of this. She's always been kind to me and doesn't deserve it. My mother's facing up to 10 years just for using my aunt's passport alone and a slew of other charges, including one for child endangerment. Her husband left her. Her kids were taken from her. Her friends have seemingly distanced themselves from her from what I know. After 19 years of abuse, I finally get my revenge and none of the charges have anything to do with me, which is interesting. Did it feel good? No, I felt nothing. Just the rise and fall of the situation, but nothing really concrete. I expected to feel something. Not even satisfaction or happiness, but something. Either way, the only thing for me to do is to continue working towards the person I want to be. She told me constantly that I was worthless and that I'm nothing. I've told myself the same consistently as well in the past. I've decided that I'm going to become one of the greatest photographers of my time, and I'm going to push myself as hard as possible to succeed so that anyone else who has ever suffered how I have now have no reason to doubt themselves or their ability to be great one day. As for me right now, I currently live in a homeless shelter. I decided to go to one six months ago after realizing all the drinking and inconsistency was making it hard for me to move forward. I wasn't saving money and was couch hopping from friend's house to friend's house. A few weeks ago, I got a voucher from the government, and sometime in the next two months, I can find a one-bedroom or studio apartment. I've been aggressively saving my small checks. I've been practicing and working on building better habits and just being a better photographer. 
I don't make much right now, and I know many people will say it's a stupid dream, but I know if I put all of my effort into making this work, I can not only be a self-sustaining photographer, but more than that. My situation is embarrassing, and it's hard, but I know I won't be here longer than another few months. It's not some dream, it's a plan. I'll also be going back to school in the fall and pursuing photography. As for my siblings, that situation is still a bit dicey, and I don't think I'll give an update about that, but they're all doing very well. As far as my mother's concerned, as horrible as she was towards me, the only part of me that even thinks about her on rare occasions hopes she isn't having a horrible time. I don't like knowing that people are hurting. This is definitely a story where you just can't help but feel bad for OP, but I think we can all agree that we're rooting for OP to continue to move forward and become a better photographer and be able to support themselves doing the things they love. Another person that seems caught in the crosshairs that OP seems rather conflicted about is their aunt. And sadly, I think the aunt is just one of those people that wants to help out anybody they can, you know, they don't want to upset anybody. But clearly their interest in trying to maintain relationships with everybody and keep everybody happy together led to them making some terrible decisions for themselves. Giving up your own passport and allowing somebody to fly around out of the country and back in when they've got a warrant out for their arrest? Like as much as you love your siblings, you're really putting yourself in the crosshairs there potentially. Considering everything that happened here and where the mom ended up, do you think the ultimate punishment here for the mom was worthwhile considering all they had done for so long? Or do you think 10 years minimum in jail is not enough and should be even longer? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another revenge story that was even crazier than this one, make sure to hit the left video on the screen. Or if you missed my latest video, click on the right. But with that said, I'll see you all next time for some more stories. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.